Hello, Internet, and welcome to episode two of the Malabaristas podcast. With me, Mark James, a.k.a. Marky J, a.k.a. a man who has not decided what he's going to refer to himself as for this podcast. Before we start, a big thank you to Canary Row, and more specifically my friend Dave, who uh, allowed us to use his band's music for the intro and outro. Find out more upon their Facebook page. There should be a link next to this very podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode one with John Udry. If you've not listened to that yet, do check it out. Hopefully the podcast should be now on iTunes and available for feeds and things. Lots of things I was unaware of when I made the first one, which apparently is how people consume podcasts. So hopefully that's all good to go. Today's episode is with Sam Goodburn. For those of you who don't know Sam Goodburn, he is a young UK juggling circus unicycle prodigy. I was lucky enough to be there for the start of his career when he was just that good kid at the juggling club, as it were. And... In that intervening time, I went off on my pro circus career and Sam kind of finished college and went off on him. So we've met up a couple of years later and we have a nice chat about what's going on in Sam's life. And apart from that, I'm going to let the man speak for himself. Uh, Enjoy the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Malabristas podcast. I am with none other than my Padawan, juggling superstar, Sam Goodburn. Hello, Sam. Hi. He's laughing because I assume he doesn't consider me his Jedi Master, but I am Sam. No, you are, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. maybe probably one, one of them. You taught me my first ever juggling trick. So we're jumping ahead because yeah. me and Sam have known each other for several years. So let us go back to start. If you were meeting me for the first time at a party and I was to say, hey, I'm Marky J, hey, I'm Sam, I'd be like, what do you do? You would say? I'd say, hi, Marky J. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't know your name, would I? No, you wouldn't know my name. I'd say, hi, I've heard you're called Marky J because a lot of people know who you are. Yeah. I'm I, Sam. I'd say, yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. And I'd hope you got the uh, Anchorman reference and if not, yeah, you'd just yeah, think yeah. I was arrogant. No, I think you're arrogant, but then I would assume yep. you already knew who I was. I wouldn't tell you. When two famous people meet, not that we are famous, but they must just know that both yeah. people know. They must just nod and pass each other. Yeah, like, hey, we're both famous. There's no, there's no small talk to make, because they know everything already. We both assume we knew each other. Yeah. So what have you been up to lately? Ah, and I'd be like, hi, man, yeah. Which I you s- could have done. Just I, I know I could have done it, and yeah. I was thinking about it. With where I'm at, with a pregnant wife and things, it's going to be a lot of time away, and maybe I should be a bit more Bristol-based, so I didn't go for it. But soon I'm going to have a screaming child and may want to escape. Yeah. So you never know. I might do open house next year. It was quite an experience, wasn't it? Like you were, had some mm. days were quite challenging. You had to really like drum up the excitement out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I'm a, I feel like I'm putting words in your mouth. How was it? So I had to kind of drum up the excitement out of nowhere. It was quite challenging. <laughs> um, no, every day was, every time we did the show, it was slightly different. Okay. And so it felt fresh every time. So it never became like running a routine and being boring. Yeah. <laughs> but did you work with a guy called Eddie? Teddy. Teddy. Teddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy's a more recent example of, of all that. He, last year, was a refugee from Ethiopia. and You're kidding me. Yeah, they found him on the project, and he went along to volunteer that year, and this year he came back as a, a paid performer and spent the summer with us. So I started to teach him. Yeah. He's one of my juggling students at Circa Media. Oh, yeah, Ed, little Eddie. Well, I say one of mine. You know, I help 
on that class, if that yeah. makes sense. I always seem like I'm making a big deal of myself. And But he's like the cool kid in class. We play lots of warm-up games and he's really good at them and everything. So And I totally did not clock that he's like so recently a refugee. Mm. So that's wonderful. Could you could you tell me what to say and I say it and then you cut your bit out? Tell me your funniest, best gig story. The one uh, that in the pub where people if people are telling funny stories about gigs, you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to tell this one. I had a confirmed booking to be a clown at a funeral, which should have been last week. And I was I was really excited to accept it just for the life story. But did the guy pull through? The guy, <laughs> <laughs> the guy survived. No, they, there was like a fancy, like basically they'd watched me at a traditional circus last year. Really liked what I did. Wanted to book me for this guy's this guy's birthday party, but he he died before his birthday party. So they tried to book me for his funeral. Yep. Uh, it was it was confirmed. It was done. But then the venue had a problem with with me. The venue did. The venue had a problem. He oh, they didn't like the idea. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, surely it's for the for the uh, people to the decide family. what's appropriate. I'm kind of relieved. The funeral story is pretty amazing. A gig that you actually managed to get in. A few weeks ago, I had three crazy gigs, all on the same weekend. It started with working for Cirque du Soleil for the first time at a stockbroker's in London. It was their charity day. And uh, I was booked to unicycle on the desk of a stockbroker's whilst Jimmy Carr hosted the event. And people like Samuel L. Jackson and was walking around. Jamie Oliver was cooking everyone's lunch. Legit? I, legit. This is what happened. I, I preset a cereal bowl to do my trick where I catch a cereal bowl on my foot. And what happened when I was up there to get the cereal bowl out of the roof? Because it was one of those push-up tiles. I hit my head on it. The whole roof tile fell down, crashed onto a stockbroker's desk. It didn't hit anything. It didn't break anything. But it made a it made a big entrance to my cereal bowl, and then the, people were shouting, "There's a cereal bowl!" They were quite heckly and uh, laddish, actually, for stockbrokers. Well, I think it is. It's a, they've got a certain rugby boys club culture, don't they? You yeah. know, the stockbrokers, and they they see themselves as characters. I think, you know what's helped with that type of thing? This culture of, like, all the advertisements with the flash mobs and the unexpected things happening. Yeah. It's kind of in popular culture now that every once in a while, yeah, something like that can happen. And, yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson was wandering around. Samuel L. Jackson, I, I rode past him. I skid in front of Jimmy Carr and he did his little face. It was like, Ooh. And then I had to do some walkabout. But then there was two other gigs the next day. On the Sunday. Did you reply to the heckles, sorry? Were you like, when they were like, there's a cereal bowl, and you're like, wow, you're quick. Yeah. We're in great hands. There is. Well, we had just like a few minutes to like, go into this room, into the other room. Yeah. Where the biggest stockbroker people are. So the room where they're heckling me, we we couldn't give them much time, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We gave them a minute. And the other guys, we we gave them the real real stuff. Right. The next day, I had another crazy gig. Uh, I got booked to be a a gem thief character to walk across a high wire. It turned out it wasn't a fancy dinner where I was a gem thief. It was a, a daytime secret nightclub for like 20 to 30 year olds, like really posh. To just party and get kids. drunk and during the day. they were like really, really drunk and rowdy. And I tried to get in and because it's like a secret guest list event and I was coming in wearing... Yeah, no events. Yeah. Don't look particularly like a moneyed London party animal. <laughs> no. And they wouldn't let me in, and I my set was starting in ten minutes. I I was in a rush. I had to get across town in a taxi, but the taxi wouldn't go any further because there was a refugee strike 
I would have been Refu- there no, good time. Sam, the refugees were not on strike. The refugees are on strike. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm not being a refugee There's anymore. Loads of refugees. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm exhausted. The pay for being a refugee. No, no, no. There was a ref. There's a protest. Protest. Or a demonstration in yeah, support no, of refugees. People were people were striking because they were protesting for the refugees. They should have been at work, you know. <laughs> so that's a strike. I suppose so. <laughs> so what I said was right. We should just edit you out of that. And well, we'll see. Talk. We'll see. No, no. I do get I do get a lot of criticism for talking too much during yeah, these interviews. It's a refugee strike. <laughs> um, and so I couldn't get across town. I had to run. I was really sweaty. It was about ten minutes before I was supposed to be on stage. And they wouldn't let me in, and I got them to walk me to the green room, and then they gave each other a little nod. And then I ran on stage, was a gem thief for a daytime rave at one in the afternoon. Do you and, think that's, uh, those type of things, they're meant to be like an after party? Because if you party really hard, you know, the party kind of keeps going through the next day. Not that I'm that rock and roll, but sometimes, yeah, an after party starts at like midday, the next day. Yeah. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know. It was really bizarre. It started at 10 a.m., I think. My set was at one, and there was just people handing out champagne, and I think everything was free, apart from the expensive ticket. Yeah. And there's people handing out champagne and caviar, but people were getting super, super pissed on it and raving. I had a friend of mine who was a sound guy, and he was in, I think it was Helsinki or somewhere, and he found one of these clubs where you pay quite a bit to get in, but then everything's free, apart from champagne. Oh, yeah. But he got so drunk on the free drinks, he was like, if I'm going to pull a girl, I've got to make a statement. So he ended up buying lots of champagne <laughs> and giving it to girls. Like, hey, I bought the one drink you've got to pay for. And then the next day, he like, looked at his bank statement. He was just like, I am an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, you unicycled along the desk of a heckling stockbroker. Yeah. You be a gem thief. You keep saying gem thief. Like, yeah. I should know what that means. Is yeah, that from a computer thief, game? Steals gems. Specifically uh, of gems. The, it's the Pink Panther music. It's like, oh, like a cat burglar. Yeah. I thought it was a circus show when they were booking me and telling me about the other acts. They were like, oh yeah, we'll have a pole in the middle of the room with a gem at the top. I assume Chinese pole because I've been doing the circus stuff for so long that it was a pole dancer and then the other acts were strippers <laughs> ah, yes! and, and sexy dancey girls and I was like, and then me. And I, I don't know why I was there. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, when you're the one incongruous act. What was the gig after the gem thief thing? Do you get, in between, in between the rehearsal and the gem thief gig, I had to teach... Um, kids workshops to uh, uh, in Kensington Roof Gardens where it was so posh that there were flamingos walking around <laughs> oh these are wonderful yeah. um, have you like hooked into some kind of like rich London circus <laughs> it, it, it's just one tour? weekend it was just one weekend it just so happened that it was these three things uh, that's a good question actually what's the shortest gig you've ever done shortest gig like in terms of actual time you were doing something entertaining it might have taken you 48 hours to get there, but the oh, minimum yeah. amount of time you actually were doing something. I'm not quite sure. Uh, TFI Friday is emailing me at the moment, and they want me to do 14 seconds, uh, but they're trying to pay a ridiculously low amount because it's only 14 seconds. I always end up doing something. After a while of being there, I'll be like, I'm the lowest paid person here because I've bailed straight away. I am the same. My technique is terrible. It's just to ignore the email for ages, <laughs> yeah. be bitter about it, and then eventually say, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I just had a follow-up email about this uh, gig for... And I just only haven't replied because I don't like the price they've said. But I don't mind that as a tactic to keep them waiting a little bit, but I think you should be like, hey, British Underground of the Year, 
Circus Maximus winner. If you are listening to this abroad, Circus Maximus was a circus competition. Me and Loz entered it one year. You have entered it and won it, which is super awesome. And you'd be like, I'm really good. It'll be great for your show. They've got budget. Like, yeah, the, the, the advertising revenue for these shows. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, these advertisers pay a lot of money for during that show. So they've yeah. got budget. They just don't want to spend it on you because you're just some random circus freak. They want me for 14 seconds, but they want me to unicycle across wine glasses. And so I have to go back to Bournemouth, get my wine glasses. Well, no, you don't. You can say, well, you just need to buy buy me a case of wine glasses. Yeah. Come on, Sam. This is basic stuff. You go, yep, these are the types of wine glasses I'll need. I'll need a box. So you get nice new wine glasses. I suppose, unless you're desperate to pay the rent, I assume you're not because you're doing good and also you're young, so you're probably just couch surfing. Yeah, yeah just stick else. to your guns. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Just stick to guns and say... I want to do cool shit. <laughs> but, just, but I will. But do you really want to do it? Shit. It's tricky. It's I, tricky. Need to, I need to be in London that time anyway. It's all right, but I'm not going to accept the low fee they said. No, it needs to be a feeling you're not get... feeling in, like, yeah. annoyed at. I just say, well, I'm annoyed by this, so it'll reflect in your show. <laughs> and <laughs> I, was to say, I will do your show but I will look miserable yeah have you got a bad gig story because they're always fun you know have you ever unicycled into an old lady who then fell into a tree and then set her dress on fire that type of thing okay so I've got quite a bad story of, of hurting someone <laughs> but it turned into a, a positive thing for me so uh, I was I was working at the traditional circus last year as a clown uh, there was another circus in watching so I had a little bit of pressure and I come out before the show starts. What circus was watching? I think it was Circus Mondeo. I'm okay. not quite sure. I hope that's a, a circus that only used Mondeos for transport. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may, I've only seen that run down. I may be saying that completely wrong. I would, uh, to my head, it's a funny yeah. It's just loads of Ford Mondeos. Having Mondeos filled with clouds. Anyway, I'm doing what I do. I'm talking too much. It's your story. Circus Mondeo, more interesting than what you said. I, was, I came out before the show to sell spinning plates. Got really good at selling spinning plates. So, oh, this is a different story now. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping. It's fine. We can segue. I'm I'm ruining your yeah. story. So no, I just I just I'm just want to show off to you. One day, selling spinning plates, I made in commission, additional to my wage, 150 pound from selling spinning plates because I got so good at. No, I didn't. Oh no, I sold 150 spinning plates and made 150 pounds. You spent 150 spinning plates. I sold 150 spinning plates. I got really good at it. I first started. And I was like... Oh, well, what's your commission off a plate? Maybe like 50p. I, I, uh, I negotiated a point when I started doing more for the show that either they'd could either they pay me more or they'd give me more spin plate commission. And I went away and I like worked it out. I was like, oh, it'd be much better for them to pay me more because the spin plate commission would give me nothing. But then I kind of wanted the motivation right. of a flexible income, which is kind of fun. Anyway. My story. Circus Mondeo. I came out to sell spinning plates. Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous because I always get a bit nervous when I'm so used to the show just being random mass of people, random mass of people, random mass of people. It doesn't matter what I do. And then, oh, there's a circus watching now. Or, oh, there's someone I know watching now. So a little bit nervous. I go to spin a spinning plate. It completely falls. And my instinct reaction with anything is to, to like catch it with my foot. Yeah. <laughs> and But because I'm like panicking, I just kick the spinning plate instead of catching my foot. The spinning plate flies and hits a little girl in the face in the in the front row. I go over to the family and I apologise. I've just come out. In the middle of the show? No, this is before the show starts. Oh, right. But I'm in the middle of the ring. Yeah. I kick a spinning plate into a little girl's face accidentally. I go and sit is with she the crying? Th- She's not crying, but okay. I still kicked it yeah, in her yeah. face. So I feel pretty bad. I talk to them for like five, ten minutes. And I get all the kids that they're with to play with spinning plates for a bit. 
And then they asked me if the plates are for sale. And I'm like, yeah. And they end up buying four spinning plates. <laughs> and so in front of the circus, probably Circus Mondeo, they watch me come out, <laughs> kick a spinning plate into a girl's face, and then sell them four spinning plates and leave. <laughs> As if it's a, as if it's a tactic, and that is like that is like trad gold. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So I feel like I could get a job there if I at Circus Monday. <laughs> if they've got space in the cars, what does the future hold for Sam? I don't know because I'm very bad at organizing my life and planning, and I have like little mini goals that are like for the next few months, and then I, f- I kind of find it quite exciting to just not have a clue what's going on, yeah. and run around. I like within 20 minutes of having the idea, I booked a flight to Berlin for the next morning and went and stayed there in youth hostels. And Did they know you were coming? They didn't know I was coming. I stayed in youth hostels for, for two nights whilst I, I met them all. I never I didn't know any of them. And, and what I, did you do? Sorry? I trained at the Katakumban, which is a juggling space in Berlin. So as a juggler in the UK, you're normally training in a space and you're getting gradually pushed out by aerialists. Yeah. You know, not so much obviously at a juggling club, but if you're just in a proper training space it's normally like oh yeah there's lots of aerial equipment set up but you can juggle there until someone wants to rig a quarter lease there and then you have to move to there but the catacombs as far as i'm aware is one of the few places it's like you go to juggle yeah there's there's aerialists but they're like in, in the corner that's so it's yeah. basically just like inverto world <laughs> yeah, exactly. isn't it the aerialists have got to be in the corner and you have the space the big space right got you i just went there and then went to paris did the same thing somewhere else and just went around and then there's Durham Juggling Convention, so I thought, oh, I'll just go back to England and perform there. At first, when I got into circus stuff, I just wanted to be the the best I could at, at tricks and the, do the best stuff possible. But now I'm not even worried about doing like the best shows. Not do, the best shows. You want to do the, do best, the best shows, best... but you don't want to do no, the best shows. No, no, I don't necessarily even want to do the best shows. I'd be happy what going are you to saying? do... What you Of course you want to do the best no, shows. No, no, not my show. I mean, like, working for the best shows compared to other shows. Oh, okay. Like, I would happily go work for another little circus and with a, like, friendly group of people yep. and doing what I want to do rather than work for a big one where they make me wear glitter. I kind of, now I'm switching my brain from I want to be the best to I want to be happy. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm the same. I'm like, can I manage to get paid for the most fun possible? Yeah. And I'm, that's, that's kind of the real game, isn't it? Here's, here's another story. They had a clown for a month, a, a traditional clown. He's like on all the posters, big white face. He had a car accident and uh, he, d- he didn't get injured, but his caravan got trashed and he decided he didn't want to do traditional circus anymore. Really? So they, yeah, so they suddenly needed a new clown and there was a show the next day. Uh, so they couldn't get anyone in that quickly. So I said, I'll do it. And I went and sat in McDonald's. I think I still had to build the tent though, which took like eight hours. They could have let me go plant my axe, but hey, you know, that's traditional circus. So after I built a tent for eight hours... <laughs> I went and sat in McDonald's and watched a load of clown acts and stuff. And without rehearsing, I did four clown gags the next day. Classic um, clown gags. You can see yeah, that, right? classic clown gags I've seen online. But I did, at first, I tried to do them like makeup and like, oh, I'm a clown. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it didn't really work. I mean, it worked the first year because it was a full audience. And so whatever you do is, oh, yeah, we're paying to be happy. Um, but it also, there was a circus in watching that day. It was the first time I... I'd never done it. It's really nerve wracking. But yeah, it didn't go great for the for the weekend. And I told them I I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. I'm a unicyclist. Let me do unicycle again. But they couldn't find anyone for the rest of the week. So I was like, okay, I keep I keep doing it so the show can keep running. And by the end of the week, I start I like stripped away the makeup and start to do it with my 
glasses and You've got a kind of character. a nerdy, is yeah. it like a geek Austin so, Powers type look? Yeah, so I ended up doing it in a nerdy comedy way and I found, I really found found like the perf- performing style I wanted to do. Did you just find, they call it, is it finding your clown? Yeah. They literally went finding your clown. I right? found my, I, be, I learned all, almost all of my performance skill by just going on stage and improvising and like the, the, the character came from feeling nervous and so the whole character is just really nervous all the time. That's pretty cool. Sometimes people go to clown school, like they'll go to Glock Gollier <laughs> yeah. or something over like that, train for three years and they'll do like two open mics and that's the only ever performing they do yeah. where you were like, yeah. I did 350 shows, seven months. Being a clown straight Trying off. to be a clown. Like I couldn't have got that gig. If, why would anyone book me to be a clown if I could, it was just a... That's awesome. You probably got, you're probably one of the more experienced clowns. Definitely yeah. for your age group. You know what yeah, I mean? Done, yeah, done, That's a lot of clowning. I've done loads of shows as a clown. Yeah. I didn't even want to be a clown. I remember before that tour being like, getting really annoyed if I'm unicycling and someone's like, oh, you're a clown. And like, oh no, I'm, I'm a serious unicyclist. It's an extreme sport. I'm, I'm really good. Stop demoralizing me. I don't mind being called a clown now. I was like, yeah. I got confidence in the fact, during that time, I found confidence to be funny. Your street show was always funny. Well, I only saw it a couple of times, but it was like odd, odd funny. Like, I really appreciate it. It's like you yeah. just, you've got an interesting way of saying things. So I just say things. I kind of just perform for myself. <laughs> it's like, I find this funny. Yeah. I say this for myself. Sometimes I get really worked up in my own head if people are watching, but I know. And did you continue to do classic clown bits or did you start to work your own clown routines? Like, I, have um, you got Sam Goodburn clown material now? The traditional circus is so full on. You work seven days a week. You do multiple shows. I didn't train or have any time to rehearse that entire time it's just it's the next show it's the next show it's the next show you're building a pretend it's the next show it's the next show so any of that you get really fit and strong you're no, always kind of wiry like, and I just weird, I can't it's not physically possible I was, well to hammer in, I was having to hammer in stakes like yeah multiple times a week yeah and my arms are still just You've like got tiny arms tiny um do you eat enough protein have you got have you got like a horrendous teenage diet my where, diet's like, awful well you're I doing like eight hours of work but then you're eating like a mcflurry yeah. I don't. That'll be it. I don't live anywhere. I I don't cook. I, I for a little bit I cooked when I lived in the caravan. But now I literally just go around sleeping on a sofa or a caravan or a lorry or a I'm gonna hotel. Have, I'm gonna have to get you a home cooked meal. It's like oh, it's all good. I just eaten at Weatherspoons the past three meals. <laughs> Weatherspoons is all right as well. Like, and I know people are pretty down on Weatherspoons, but as a performer, when you're touring around the country, sometimes you just want to know what you're going to eat. Yeah. And it always tastes the same with a spoon. So for me, it's yeah. kind of like a home away from home. Like I've spent many a pre-gig hour or two sat in a spoons on, on the internet, just kind of quietly doing my thing. Mm. We didn't actually get to the crux of the, of the answer this succinctly. What's the question? Do you have your own clown routines? Now? Okay. I have traditional gags that are done in such a weird way, but I'm doing like the four stools gag where you take the people sit down and yep. get the stools or like the popcorn gag, but I'm doing them in really weird okay. ways I haven't done it since last year so new school flavours on old bits yeah okay cool 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 because I remember when I worked for Cirque de Normandy and uh, Tolly was the performance head of the old clown the kind of very experienced guy but he would teach clowns you know he would people would join Cirque Normandy and he would train them up and I know maybe there was a little bit of a oh I don't know if you should be teaching non-old circusy clowns these classic routines do you know what I mean like yeah. how to make the exploding oven and all these things and Tolly was like no we've got to we've got to spread this art otherwise it'll die out or how will it grow and I always yeah. really agreed with that you know he wasn't as protective as maybe some no, other clowns true. are like some circus is trying to be to be new and different 
and uh, like move on with the times. But mm. there are some circuses yeah. uh, that don't work very well that try it really traditionally. There's some circuses that want this to do everything traditionally and as yeah. if you're stepping back in time like Giffords. Yes, but right. that's kind of like middle class circus, isn't it? In terms of, I'm not dissing them, but it's like yeah. the, the aesthetics, I've really worked on the aesthetics and the look of it all, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, some traditional, they seem to be caught in a kind of 80s glitter look. I, I love traditional circus and then sometimes I'm also a bit like, ah, oh, it's not moving forward at the rate it needs to. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I liked it because they let me do what I want. But, uh, and same with me with my yeah. act. Did they? Yeah, when I did Cirque du Normandy, I just showed them my act. And I don't really, and I'm pretty, it's pretty clean. So yeah. they're like, oh, great. I think there was one thing that they cut from my act, but it was, I was surprised. They weren't like, oh, change the music or anything. They were like, no, let's yeah, yeah. go ahead with that, which is cool. No, yeah. I remember arriving at the beginning of the season, and the only rehearsal for a seven month, 350 show tour yeah. was a piece of paper that was like, oh, should we go this one, this one, yeah. or oh, this one, this one. Okay, this is the order. Everyone knows what they're doing. Let's yeah. Go. Well, I talked to someone at the traditional circus that I was at, and they were like, well, why would we need loads of rehearsals? We're paying you because you can do your act. Do you know what I mean? They want you to just have a, a, a modular unit, yeah. you know, and that's why and you're there to not cause any fuss, to help with the tent. How long's your act? Okay, you will be after the clown swing. Good, good. Yeah, Done. exactly. You know. And then at first you have to like, is this the clown swing? Is this and yeah. Then, and by the end of it, you memorise the music so much. I have another story. So one of my gags was uh, I'm pushed out of a curtain in a dressing gown as if I've just woken up. Yeah. And I do a unicycle comedy morning routine. And in between shows, there was a morning show and an afternoon show, I fall asleep on the floor of the, the lorry bunk room I was I was staying in. Um, and I only wake up to the sound of the act that's just before me. And you do this every day? You always have a little nap? No, 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 no. This oh. was an accident. Oh. I usually, I'm backstage. My first act is this wake, wake up one. And it's, ah, oh, it's, it's comedy. This time I accidentally fell asleep. Waking up to the sound of the music of the act that was before me, I panicked and got changed out of my clothes to put on my pyjamas, running across a muddy field, just getting in in time for the guy to push me through the curtain. He pushes me through the curtain. My, like, my slippers that I'm wearing for the act are covered in mud. And I slide all the way through, like all the way along, all the way in the stage. And then I like, I wake up kind of literally to look at the, to see the audience. And it's really bizarre having just woken up to see a, a big tent full of people. Because before I, w- I would have seen them for about like half an hour. Yeah. And like, okay, uh, this is what this is, this is what yeah. this is. I've just woken up. I don't even know how many people are in the room. I don't know who's in the room. And I have to do this act. And actually it went really, really well. And I really felt it and everything felt really raw that I was doing. I was like, well, because it was. It was. You're so method. I just I had this method acting. I'd just woken up and I did my just woken up act. It's funny how relaxed you can get because I obviously I, I've done uh, shows where I'm just one number. But, you know, you come on for the bow at the end and stuff. And for some reason, I finish my acts. I put my Diablos on my shelf, my Diablo shelf that is the Diablo shelf. And no one's allowed to put anything else on them. Give me my one bit and I put it on there. And then I sit there and I have a glass of water and I go, ah, that was good. Take my phone out, maybe read the news for five or ten minutes. Because, you know, there's a good 20 minutes before I'm back on stage. Don't know what happens. I just disappear into this news story. I didn't even think it was particularly interesting. And then I ran out of it. And our speciality act, Marky Yay! I could hear that being said on stage. And I'm just sat in my dressing room and I'm like, do I go? Uh... So they just kind of move on. And I just completely missed the curtain call. Yeah, it was only happened once in a whole year, yeah. but they were like, uh, what happened? I'm like, I just effed up. <laughs> you know, and they were yeah. like, 
don't do it again. I'm like, I won't. Cool. You actually yeah, literally yeah. fell asleep. When you do a show that many times, it's become it's a weird muscle memory. Yeah, like the 11 a.m. shows, I got so comfortable with doing them that I would wake up at five minutes to 11 and be completely ready to do the show. Like you just you just get so comfortable with doing shows. It's really it's really nice because I feel like you can give a much more honest performance. And if you're like panicking and ah, uh, like if if you're in the the mood where you have to pace back and forth backstage before you go on. Yeah. I don't feel like it's you. You can give them. You can give nervous energy, which is something, because that means you've got adrenaline. Yeah. You can't quite give what you can give if you feel so comfortable. You're controlling the audience. You're definitely the most confident person in the room. You you know exactly what you're doing. The tricks you you have to maybe concentrate twice. Yeah. Because there's two hard ones, but the rest yeah. are just like uh, I got this. You can just think about the facial expression and little moments, can't you? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I I can spend acts like looking around the audience for someone that I think is in it and then like give them little nods and stuff if if I'm I can't now because all the stuff I do just keeps changing so I'm getting nervous each time but yeah. when it's something you're used to yeah when people are A nervous about the gig itself or B nervous about the tricks you're right it's hard for them yeah. to give other bits of their personality am I happy today am I sad today am I flirty today you know all these extra levels that you can give when you're that comfortable yeah, that's yeah. cool but I suppose it's surfing that line and I always go between back, that and uh, boredom. Though. I always go back to being nervous. Like as soon as something's new, no matter how easy it is, or if it's a different environment, I'll be like overthinking, 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 and I can give a good performance like that. But that's kind of that nervous adrenaline. It's, ne- it's never quite the same as I'd always. I would always get lots of energy to do a show because I just really like that moment where you're the center of attention. Yeah. And so I can always give energy. It always puts me in a good mood. I felt. I feel like I was in a good mood. 95% of the shows I did for the traditional circus which so I I did a good performance but I can never I can not never quite get that when it's a, a new thing yeah that's sometimes this whole uh, the independent circus work where you're just doing random gigs all the time yeah it's a different beast that, that's what I'm kind of scared of I want to do that because you get to do lots of exciting things you get to have a life but A I don't have enough contacts to do that I don't know I don't get enough gigs to do that and B I want to feel comfortable with doing research. I think you know we were talking before we took press play on the microphone about what Sam wanted to do and I was trying to to small amount give him some advice and yeah when you're as you're so young longer contracts like you say you'll gain so much and just that performance time just doing them I would love to you know if there's some way that me and Lars could go on tour with her project Swing Circus I would happily do a role within that even if it wasn't necessarily on stage so I'm like, yeah, it'd be good to go on and do something longer. It gives it kind of, it's relaxing in a way. Oh, you also, know your role. It's also really nice to bond with a group of people. Yeah. Because at the moment, now No Fit State's finished, I'm just going around. It's really, it's exciting, but it's a little bit lonely because you meet a group of people and you're gone and then you meet a group of people and you're gone. The lonely life of the circus before, yeah, man. but maybe it's just in, in my head. When I'm doing one-off gigs, before I've performed... I don't get a lot of respect from the people that are booking me because I turn up and I'm young and I'm yeah. awkward. No, I, I don't know who I am. I, I had this one gig who would just like consistently say things. Have you performed in front of this many people before? There's only like a hundred and hundred and something people here. It's not that many. <laughs> I, and I did um, I did Wembley Arena with CBBS and I told her that and she didn't believe me. She didn't believe you. No, she, well, it's ludicrous. Like, yeah, I've done Wembley Arena. Uh, it's just. It just yeah. sounds fake. Even after she'd seen me perform, right, unicycle across a tight wire, juggling knives, in the email, she's like, I don't know if you'd have written an invoice before, so I've given you a structure. I'm just like, have I not shown you? <laughs> you know, I've done some pretty big gigs, but Loz has done Hyde Park. 
Yeah. But there might have been 50,000 people there or something. Nice. And people ask her, you're like, are you nervous? She's like, and you know, when we're doing a kids party, we're like, no, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> you know, it's all good. Take it as a, just try and be charming with it. No, yeah, it's cool. Do, you know, they don't know what to make of you. And sometimes I just don't engage with it. Sometimes I'm like, you have whatever opinions you want about me. And I'm going to enjoy the show. But until then, I can't really be bothered proving to you that yeah. I'm legit. You know, I'm just going to sit on this chair and, and, and go on Facebook. What trick do you really, really want? Are you like one of these guys who's like, trick. I'm not going to be happy until I can run nine rings for like a minute. Or do you want to be able to do five clubs on a unicycle on the tight wire? Or you, or you, you have already given up on that stuff. There's five clubs on the unicycle on the tight wire? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying random tricks. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like last week. Last week I qualified it. Really? For the first time it took... I, I first... I flashed it, like, four years ago. And when I was training in Paris recently, I just super went on it for no reason. Because I'm not gonna, I'm never going to perform it because... Can be so hard to get that consistent, but sometimes I have like little bursts of ah, I'm gonna do this trick. I'm just gonna jump so, in. For those of you who don't know, Sam has combined his high level unicycling another accolade of yours. You were British unicycle champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This, you know, this guy racks up awards like I rack up uh, unpaid invoices. So he's combined that with the tight wire he bought from his first few gigs. And the juggling that I taught him. <laughs> but he's, so you're legit, are you the only person doing that in the UK? Juggling on a unicycle, on a tight wire. I'm fairly certain. Like, there's people that juggle on a unicycle on a tight wire, but they're, like, locked on on the rim. You know, they take the tire Ah, off. so you're the only one that's on legit rim. doing it. Yeah, there's lots of people that can unicycle on tight wires, but they take the tire off, the, the wire slots into yep. the thing, and they have to momentum balance and ride across. I, when I bought... That tight wire. You're welcome. I didn't realise. <laughs> hey, I, I got money from other places. You can... Like... It's a ring joke if <laughs> I just take credit for lots of things that I have no right to take credit for. Cheers, Marky. That's all right. When I, when I bought that tight wire, I, didn't, I still didn't know enough about the circus world. You probably should have told me more. No, I wanted you to go on yeah. your own oh, journey. Okay. I'm very wise like well, that. On my own journey, yeah. for, for, for your guidance... Yeah. I uh, I only learned to unicycle across a tight wire with the tire on because I didn't know. No, but that's great. I didn't know people took the tire off. Yeah, yeah. I thought that I was learning something that you see in all the cartoons and stuff that lots of people do. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's that thing of not realizing things are difficult when you have to learn them. Like I learned five balls really quickly because you were all yeah. juggling five balls at pool juggling club. Yeah. And I learned to unicycle across a tight wire. It wasn't that quick actually. It took like hours every day for a few years. What I'm gonna say though is. This is maybe a bit of a diss. You don't juggle those knives for very long. Is it just that hard? That's just the maximum amount of time you can juggle them. Yeah, I can. It depends on what I'm doing. The, the thing about the balance, you're using your upper body to balance on the unicycle on the tight wire because your lower body has to stay stationary in order to stay on the wire. Because if you turn the wheel, you fall off. So you have to completely block off your upper and lower body and you're balancing just with your arms. And so when you need to use your arms to juggle you're then suddenly balancing with nothing. So sometimes I can get it where, okay, I can only do that once and then, but I've got to go back to balancing. Uh, and other times I am able to like do a little bit of bum balance, just like just with the, my yeah. hips. It's always kind of a, a fluky thing because I'm not sure where the balance comes to do it. No major part of your body that's free if you're on the tight wire and you're juggling. Have you trained, have you gone to like some master and just worked on it? I'm sure there's a body isolation you could do. Yeah. 
And I don't know who you would talk to, whether it would be a unicyclist or a tightrope walker, to just get those extra few seconds. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Probably be a tightwire person. That's why I didn't think five clubs on a unicycle or tightwire is possible. Uh, but you're quali- you qualified. I qualified. That's a lot it, of yeah. catches. No, that was ten, 10 catches. That's what qualifies. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was three times the number of objects. Oh, uh, well then I didn't qualify. Oh, I did, I've no, I said that with I thought, zero knowledge. I, I just thought, thought it, was it was more than that. Objects times hands. You got two hands. So, Sam Goodburn. <laughs> I love doing that. You know what? I do think I actually call you Sam Goodburn. Yeah. I don't think I referred to you as Sam. Oh, but we've known each other a long time. I know, and obviously I, we're on first name terms, but I just see you as a, maybe I already see you as a thing. You've branded yourself as Marky J, so it's hard not to say Marky J. Oh, so I know, but I think I'm calling Marky myself J. Mark James for this. I don't like it. I'd never call you Mark I don't James. think I refer to myself as Marky J. No, everyone does, though. People call me Marky J, but I call myself Mark. It feels like, an, so I guess it's an inflicted brand put upon you. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I'm pretty uh, ambivalent about it. Like, I don't love it or hate it. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, I love it, everyone's calling me Marky J. I'm going to go through your accolades again. I'm going to try to do them in order. British unicycle champion. Young juggler of the year. Circus Maximus winner. Star of No Fit State Circus. Star of Circus Zaire. If you've got a creative project or you're about to put together a, a badass circus tour, get in touch with Sam. Yeah? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I can do good work. You can do good work. I can do good work. I, I do the, I've done some comedies and I've done some unicycle and tightwires. If I was putting together a tour, I would totally book you. One, because you've just told me you're a terrible negotiator. <laughs> oh, shit. Two. Can we cut that before we tell people to book me? Or? No, we can't. Okay. Two. My two, <laughs> two. You've done traditional, therefore I know you work hard. Like, you just don't last on traditional circuses if you don't work hard. Do I you? didn't at first, but... <laughs> really? Did you learn to make have a go at you? At first, I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what... Everyone was there aware of what they're supposed to do on it yeah it was a non-talking thing yeah if something had to be done people wouldn't tell you to do it yeah just secretly be annoyed if you didn't be annoyed if you didn't and so it took a little bit of time but then by the end of it i was pretty hard worker i had some trials and tribulations with walking miniature shetland ponies or not miniature shetland ponies they were just shetland ponies there for miniature to me because it was you know it was one of those duties that all the clowns were doing and it was assumed as a male performer that would do it as well but I think you're totally right. They don't tell you to come and do it, but it's just it's noted when you're not there. Like half four in the morning to walk the horses. That's it. That's pretty full on. Setting up the tent. Yeah. We set up the tent with like no people. It was a circus's first first year. Yeah. And so they... they Is it a two pole? Four pole. What? A four pole? Four pole. It took... Woo! What was like, your fastest time on the tent? From the like, from on the back of the lorry to up? I don't know. It, it never got any credit. <laughs> After like eight hours, I'd stop. You'd just be like, I'm done now. No, no, we, there'd be so few jobs left that just the, the ring boys would keep doing it. What do they do? Drive the lorries, right. set up the tent, Yeah. Uh, be stagehands. Yeah. They have to do quite a lot. I mean, depending on how many ring boys they've got. The circus I worked out was quite good that they paid them more than most. Like, yeah. They get cheap Romanian yeah. labourers in. Circus I worked with, because they'd worked on lots of other circuses and didn't like how places treated ring boys they treated them really really well uh, it was no, it was a nice environment really. and I think when you respect everyone in the show they do better work yeah you know if they don't like their own employers they're going to be a bit like surly and not really care that much something Martin Burton the owner of Zippo's noticed when he came to watch our show the ring boys seemed happy to be watching the show genuinely when yeah. they stood in the corner which apparently is uncommon. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I ended up talking about oh, ring boys. Oh, you were trying to get people to book me? 
Yes. And then you, then you, before that, you were saying, "What, what's, what are you going to do in the future, Sam?" And I was going to say, because I won Circus Maximus, I get to make my own show to tour with uh, the Underbelly produced for a year. However, I'm wait. You don't have to say it. Yes, I will direct it. <laughs> I, was, I don't. Okay. I don't have to be in it. I could direct it. Do you wanna? Yeah, I would love you to cash in your underbelly check and go, hey, what I want to do is Marky J and Friends. <laughs> they would be so sad. They'd be like, but we wanted you. And like, no, it's my decision. My decision, yeah. yeah. I won the prize. Yeah. Marky J? Yeah. Maybe maybe one of his friends. I'm not sure. I don't, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter who. I need an easy job for the day. I've got a, I'll have a young kid. I won't sleep. Maybe I could just hold your unicycle on stage. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just like, da, da, da. Just like I could literally be a unicycle holder. Okay, <laughs> oh, for the bus then. But oh, no, that was just you. I, I thought, thought you were gonna do it. Well, I thought we were gonna do a hip hop kind of no, uh, I thought, fist bump. But that's just reminding me the holding the unicycle. <laughs> oh, no, it's more showing you how to hold it because there's very specific ways. And if you get it wrong, you're giving me a quick lesson. Yeah. We could fist bump. No, it's fine. Now I, mean, I don't want to fist bump. Now I'm a bit annoyed. I so have, I didn't know it was you got to tour of. No, you don't show. get to like you get to do it at uh, Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh and the like, South Bank. South Bank, and they support you for a season. They like produce you for a season. Cool. However, and I've written a script, and I picked. They only this is only like if they like your idea. You've written a script. Yeah. And you're going to be talking. No, it's a script. It's a silent right uh, silent show. That's what I'm better at. <laughs> okay. Not good at talking. And it's going to be a one man show. It's a one man. 50 minute show I've written a script 50 50 five, zero. wow cool and man. I've written a script and I pitched it to the director of Underbelly and he liked it and he said yeah we'd go for that no idea of when and I feel like what I'm going to do now is delay it as long as I can so that I get more experience before I have to start this show well, having gone up to Edinburgh and seen the circus hub that they yeah, did crazy. it's really like circus done properly it's a really nice little vibe and everyone yeah. gets a lot of lovely production value and somehow you're weirdly legitimised. Mm. The moment you've got that Udderbelly sheen to you, they're like, oh, it must be good because it's at the Udderbelly. It, people will just assume that you're really good and you're doing really well because you're doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to Hong Kong in February for five days to work with the Underbelly to do my waiter act, which is cool. So I'm going to see I'm going to see what stems from there. Don't know. I kind of want to maybe quickly do a couple of years of a circus school or have some more experience... Because when I do this, it's ultimately it's kind of what I want to do my own show. I want to like get the ball rolling, and so they they support me for one season, and then after that I take it the show elsewhere. Yeah. And so I don't just want to be like I'm 21, I'm gonna do the show, and oh now I want to go do this, and no, no, and yeah. then I've, I've just I've lost that experience. Maybe the art that you make when you're young and you're still full of life and beans will be cool and you don't want to I don't know I'm conflicted you know no, what I'm, I mean I'm conflicted like some of my favourite rock bands and some of my favourite music ever they were made it was all made by people in their early 20s I'm working and sometimes the, the, the bands and the art that's made by people in their 30s 40s I'm not so into it yeah. do you know what I mean and maybe the art you're going to make now is going to be better and even though you'll be more experienced in terms of you know getting your invoices off and doing your emails <laughs> I don't know if the show will be any better True. I have no idea. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. You want to read the script? Yeah, I do want to read the script. This this is one of these interesting things as well. Like, do you, do you have to be really careful about whose advice you listen to? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I've never been that successful. Like, why do you want my opinions on it? You know, you've got all this success. Do you want to be like? Do you want to keep it pure? Would it like? I always think like, do does it water it down when you get other people involved, or does it help it? Oh, I don't know. I really like directing short circus acts. Because I feel like, yeah, I'm really sure I'm going to be helpful. 
You know what I mean? To get an outside eye, I'm like, oh, you, you know, you need to work on the fact that there's not that many applause points or... But I'm always slightly worried about, God, I'd feel so awful if I came in and made something worse. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like I know nothing. But what happened with the underbelly thing when I won it is I was touring on CBBS. I got an email that I, w- I got through to the competition that I could do it. And I pitched this From act- lovely Alice? From Alice, yeah. yeah. So I was doing CBBS and I got an email through that they said, yeah, I can be in the 2015 Circus Maximus competition again. And I had like pitched an idea for an act that I wanted to do. Kind of not thinking I'd get to do Circus Maximus again because I did it in 2013. Yes, I was wondering about that because um, I'd like to do it with a new, a new thing. Yeah. Just because it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's really fun. And I was thinking, my thought was it would be a good place to practice a new act. And, and then I was like, oh no, I don't have time to make this act. I'm doing CBBs. Yeah. I'm going from hotel to hotel. And so I basically, my preparation for the act was walking through it in a hotel room. I walked through it, I walked through it like in the evenings, but I never, I never ran it. Yeah. So when I did it at Circus Maximus, it was mostly improv. Great. And I, I'm way better at improvising than actually planning things. And There's so a sweet spot, isn't there, with an act yeah. where it's not so rehearsed that you've killed your own joy of it. Yeah. But it's not rabbit in the headlights, what do I do next? Yeah, but my character is super awkward and weird for that act, and so it was fine that I seemed super awkward and yeah. <laughs> nervous. But I still feel like I know nothing about performing. All I know is I can go on stage and improvise and... People are happy. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what I'm doing. I tried to do an act at the Durham Drunk Convention where I thought, okay, I'm not going to wear the weird glasses. I'm going to wear I'm gonna wear my purple hat because that's that's cool, Sam. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be myself. I'm not going to even wear a costume. Yeah. I'm going to try to just like, just do it super chill. Yeah. And then I end up going on stage and being like, ooh. And and I come off stage and I'm like, oh, I really like the the funny head movement you did. Did I do a, did I do a funny head movement? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean to do a funny head movement. So you put together something on the fly for Circus Maximus. Yeah. And it just... Performed it three times, twice for the finale, once for rehearsal. That's so cool. And it went really, really well every time. I was backstage drilling every trick over and over again, like a hundred times per trick, getting that hours early. <laughs> went on stage, did this weird character that came out of nowhere and then did it again three times in a row. It's really nice because I never had the expectation that I could win because I my expectation was I want to learn a new act I want yeah. to play with this new act and like even when it it got to like the last show I still didn't think I'd win I just thought I was like and was it judges or audience decided it oh uh, audience cool like I reckon I wouldn't all the competitions I win are audience vote <laughs> yes like, I'm not good at appealing to the judges knowledge of circus and it's interesting you say like you feel like you know nothing about performance. In a way, like, who cares if you've studied it for five years? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I'm a really conflicted, like, with all these clown courses, I'm like, can you teach funny? I don't know, mate. I know, cl- and I know clown is different. It's not just being funny. How do you crowd gather? Like, what's your technique? So I... I can just write this down. So no, what no. I do is I... Now I fake a car accident. No, I'm just... Leo Bassi, there's <laughs> a very famous performer who... There was a car accident near his street show, and all the audience just left his street show to watch the... I once had to move an entire street show because an ambulance needed to go by exactly where I was. Was that Paul Key? That wasn't Paul Key. Did you have to do that? I've had I've had like uh, I've had some cars come through my street show in Paul Key. I did. I think it's quite funny. I did it Kingston Lacey, and then basically the the ambulance just needed to go exactly where I was, and I was like, okay, let's all just move over here. What's the smallest ever audience? I had to do the 
Bournemouth, like the advertisement for the Bournemouth Fire Night. So they wanted to get lots of press for it. Yep. Before they actually did the event for Christmas. Yep. I was booked to do my street show for some reason, and all it was, no one was there. Like, where were you? I was on in the square. But you were meant to gather the crowd. Yeah, but there was no one there. They were they were there to just take pictures of stuff that would be in the, oh okay yeah yeah, yeah, in, yeah at the event when the event happens. But yeah. it was like the middle of the day. So did you just start doing training. routines? I did it to just to the booker. Yeah, I did it in the street show style because I thought, oh, we're showing them what it's going to be. It was just awful. <laughs> it is really awful. Oh, yeah. And I didn't get booked for the actual. Really? Yeah. Um, At least I got photos of me for the advertisement of the event. A good friend of mine, Sam Veal, we uh, both tried for an advertisement for Lidl. So it was like an advertisement for like managerial positions at Lidl, like a little online video. Mm. So I come in and like the first question they ask me is like, how much acting experience have you got? I'm like... I'm not going to get this gig. <laughs> you know, because I'm never, I don't have any. Yeah. And Sam Veal ended up getting it because obviously he's just a much better actor than me. And he's in that hair gel advert. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's just really good, Sam. So, yeah. you know, I, I thought they just wanted a juggler for an advert. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But Sam ended up doing a street show to paid extras who were paid to find him funny. So obviously he's doing a street show, so it's got to look like it's going really well. So he did a street show, obviously getting filmed, so he had to keep stopping and starting. But like he said, he had like 40 people getting paid to enjoy a street show. It was like, it's the best game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and now I'm going to juggle fireballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the perfect crowd, you know. So he said that was a funny experience. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if I got really rich. Just I'd pay audiences. audiences. Just to be like, hey, I'm going to do my street show. I haven't done it in a while. Your original question was, what's my crowd gather like? Yeah. And my crowd gather is pretty relaxed, like just chatting. You know, like you're meant to be like, oh, just start to interact with people and people will come. I do it, but I don't have the, the ninja skills to do it cold, like proper street. You know, I can do it at like pe- at places where people are expecting a show, you know, yeah. and, and maybe if, and there's no crowd and I can make a crowd form, but I can't just rock up to a random high street. Where no one's expecting anything and they just want to go shopping and they get annoyed by you. That is, wow. I just think that's amazing. Yeah. Can you do that? I'm going to try. Oh, you're going to start doing I'm that? I'm going to try. That's, that's the plan. Like, cool. as I'm doing nothing and yep. going around to train at different places, I'm going to try busking yeah. in Berlin to some music. First of all, I just want to start it. Just without talking. Yep. And just do busking. And Great then, way to train and get paid. And then let it develop into a show. So I've got... You'll start to some, have little routines. Working on some choreography to music and doing some music editing so I know exactly how long yeah. things are. And then I've got like ideas of what talking would happen in the gaps, but yep. I'm not going to put the pressure of... No, no, it's a street show. Come on, watch my street show. Yeah. Stop taking a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Who is your favourite circus performer in the world? I met the guy that is by far the best foot juggler. Is that an American chap? He's from the Ukraine. He does um, cruise ships. He suddenly like appeared on the internet two years ago with a video called I'm 30. Okay. Um, where he's doing four balls on one foot. Wow. He's doing two balls on one, one foot, throwing them both high, doing a 360 spin, catching them again. And uh, he's from the Ukraine. He was doing cruise ships for five years posted this video and decided from that he wanted to start going to drunk conventions and he moved to Berlin to start with the German cabaret scene and trained at the Katakumban. And I just saw him in the corner of the room like, oh, I love foot catching. That's, that's the foot catch guy. Yeah. And, uh, and at first, like everyone was speaking German, I couldn't speak German. I was just like awkwardly like, no, no, no. But by the end of the week, I, I started talking to him and we like became friends to the point where He'd just filmed this trick in the corner of the room where he's doing three balls on one foot, 
throws one high, does like a two balls underneath, and goes back into three balls. And he runs over to me and like wants to show me his clip straight away. And then everyone else gathers around to look. He's like, oh, befriended the guy that I watched this video maybe like 40 times. That's so good about circus though, isn't it? That you can meet your heroes and chat to them and be friends with them. I was trying to work on a routine with like catching a mobile phone on my foot and doing tricks. And like he was giving me advice like about like what the narrative could be and different ways I could do the trick. And and, well, I'm definitely going to go back to Berlin. Have you got, like, fanboys yet? Like, some little kids, like, oh my god, you're saying burn, you won Circus Maximus, you are British Young Juggler of the Year. I don't know. When I was doing more, like, the juggling conventions and in, like, the recreational scene, people were like, oh, yeah, Sam, you're getting good. But now, now I'm not in that. I just keep moving around to what I'm doing, so I don't yeah. really meet people that... Sure. The same people again. Just... I think the juggling scene, on that note, would really appreciate... Uh, like a just suddenly drop a Sam 2016 video. I don't use my laptop anymore. I've got a crack in it. Like I'd only juggle five balls because I lost two of them, and I'm going around like a tramp living out of a suitcase. I just do everything on my phone. Do you phone. need me to give you two juggling balls? If you literally not got seven anymore, that's no. Why you don't need I haven't seven. practiced seven balls in like a year because I just <laughs> only have five. Have you still? Oh, is it still those Sam balls? Uh, no, I ruined those. Right. I was using them as wedges for a tight wire and they got dirty. Now I'm using uglies. They're pretty good for yeah. foot catching, but yeah. they're pretty ugly. You'll be the first. Maybe you make a set. Yeah. You know, the good one, the, a good one. Spend good the next two years, <laughs> instead of preparing for the underbelly show, just so researching balls. balls. That's an awful idea, though. Just prepare for the underbelly show. Oh, okay. Wicked. Do you want to direct it? Uh I do, oh. but you know, you've probably got someone lined up. I'm glad. I'm glad that you just said that out of the blue, and I didn't have to test. No, it. yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was organic. It just, it just came to me. I don't know. Did it just out yeah. of nowhere? Yeah, that's so nice, and that means a lot. But no, no, I, I'm asking you more for like the, the gesture. <laughs> oh, just to have it. Okay, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks, Sam. No, I appreciate no that. That's no. really nice of you. There's not really the opportunity for you to do it, but would would you <laughs> would you do it? I would do it, yeah. Oh, thank you. But um, you know, thanks for making me feel very unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> so on that wonderful note, um, I will wish Sam good luck on his future circus wanderings. Yeah, like I say, if you are a booker, if you want an awesome juggler and a nice guy and a hard worker, is it samgoodburn.com? Yeah. Go to samgoodburn.com. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this interview and um, we're still looking for a nerd to help us on the technical side of this podcast if you're like i'm a nerd i know about getting podcasts so they're easily downloadable onto people's feeds and helping with sound quality and all that type of stuff do get in touch with me contact at markyj.com apart from that thank you very much sam is there anything you'd like to say you could do the fist bump now let's do the fist bump pow that's classic all right bye everybody cheers bye.